everybody. Uh, welcome back to Faithful. My name is Emma. My name is Christina. And man, it's been a long time since I did that intro. <laughs> yeah, here we are walking back into the podcast uh, 15 minutes late with Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> In about every single sense that that could be true, it is, I think. <laughs> I mean, look, y'all understand that the the 2020 was a thing and it meant that we had to take some time off and Mm -hmm. so so basically we're gonna try and bring faithful back in 2021 um but we're gonna start out slow and try for about an episode a month see how we feel about it Mm -hmm. if things go well you might get more episodes (laughs) if you ask really nicely you also might get more episodes (laughs) if you ask really nicely or if you want to kick some stuff Emma's way over on Kofi, uh, then maybe we could do more episodes. <laughs> yeah, I it's um, definitely my schedule and my workload that's uh, putting that put faithful at a little bit of a halt. Um, hey, Emma, but... it's the the onus is not entirely <laughs> on you. I also was dealing with a lot of stuff at work, so right, it's, it, it is. It, it was something that we both mutually had to kind of take a step away from. And mm-hmm. now we are taking a step back. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel refreshed about it, you know? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to get back on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good seg into what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you probably saw the title of this episode, but it probably didn't mean anything to you because no one's ever seen the thing that we're talking about today see here's here's the thing about that emma Mm -hmm. is this for for today's episode we watched the 2012 movie um healed by grace and here's the thing about it like i'll I'll, i'm gonna give some backstory like for how this came into being so healed by grace is a movie made by blended planet pictures entertainment which is the production company um, of David Matthew Weiss, um, who I'm referring to as the Omni Guy, because he is the writer, the producer, the director, the cinematographer, and the composer. <laughs> mm, that makes sense. I didn't really pay attention to the names in the credits, but that does make sense. Yeah. Um, so his, I, I found this on the website, and... It's, it was also, like, the, the film was also sourced through a company called Parables TV, which is a Christian streaming and on-demand uh, movie and TV service, and Bridgestone Multimedia Group, which is a also a distributor of, uh, like, I'm going to call them fundamentalist films, which might mm-hmm. be linked to the Church of Latter-day Saints. Not 100% sure on that one. But anyway, um, David Matthew Weiss, um, his website declares that he became a filmmaker uh in uh in the early 2010s and it specifically mentions that he made a million dollar film for eight thousand dollars was that this film that was this film Mm, interesting choice of words this film made a million dollars no no it didn't (laughs) there's no way i i I don't have exact figures on this, but I find that actually somewhat plausible because 
I, I was the one who put this on our list of media to consume for the show. Mm-hmm. And I found out about it because it was at it was either advertised on our fire on my roommates and my fire TV, or someone else on her Amazon account had watched it recently. Oh my god! So if it was because it was advertised, then that means that this movie was indeed popular enough to be advertised on Amazon. That's I actually. The more I think about it, the more that does make sense. <laughs> and and also because like he specifically mentioned on his website that he made it to play to the markets of Christian films and family films. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, sir. I watched it. the The stereotype of, or I I guess like the perception of certain fundamentalist Christian families that are desperate mm-hmm. to their their desire to only show their children and families movies which are um which acknowledge and are respectful to their religious beliefs they will take whatever they can get and i'm assuming that includes at least in part healed by grace 2010 2012 yeah 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 the the more i think about it the more it does really remind me of um some of the like christian movies um that actually Mm -hmm. made it to theaters that my Mm -hmm. um grandmother would take us to go see as like a fun Uh. entertainment um (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah knowing um my grandma and knowing a lot of other people who are definitely in that um group of people Mm -hmm. uh that makes a lot of sense that they made a lot of money actually (laughs) Mm mm-hmm and part probably also part of it was because here's the thing this movie was definitely thriftily made mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it was cheaply made if that makes sense sure that makes sense it's it's better quality than you know like like hey Joey you got you got your mom's video camera and I got 30 bucks let's make a movie it's better quality than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think these people definitely, like, knew what they were doing and maybe even had experience with small budgets and how to make those work. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't really... I would really believe impro- that. Yeah. Doesn't improve the writing. <laughs> no. Uh, pacing. <laughs> no. But we can get into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think... Both of us are fresh off watching the movie as yeah. we record. <laughs> I I have some fun bits of trivia about the cast before we like actually get oh, into please. the movie. I would love to know. So the cast of this movie is pretty much, you know, the a whole bunch of actors who have, in addition to doing uh, Healed by Grace 2012, have done you know like the like the bit appearances like hey i was the unsub on an episode of law and order or criminal mm-hmm. minds sure that kind of a thing um i'd like to also note that uh there was an the actor who played uh the actor who played Goff is no his name is larry bower mm-hmm. and he as well as april oberlin who played Aaliyah, and uh and Michael Wilhelm, who played uh, Riley's dad, are they have 
most of their IMDb credits are other uh, David Matthew Lee's projects. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of building himself up a director's stable, I think. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate those actors. Yeah. But also, um, the, the, the protagonist, the heroine of the film, uh, Riley, is played by Natalie Weiss, oh. the director's daughter, mm-hmm. who also contributed to writing and to the music. Mm. <laughs> I believe that she is actually the vocalist for every song on the yes. soundtrack. Yeah. Yes, she is. I watched the credits. <laughs> and I wrote down what's, what the songs are called, which we can get to at the when we get to oh the end God. of it. Okay. I'm so excited to talk about the songs, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So I want to start off with the ads that we saw when we watched this. Yeah. At the, or at least that I saw, and I'm assuming you probably saw them too. Yeah, um, I think we should mention real quick that um, this movie is available in its entirety on YouTube. Yes, and, um, at the, at so the cost you... of having to watch ads unless you're doing YouTube Red. <laughs> right. Um, I think I have an ad blocker, actually, so I didn't have to watch any ads in the middle. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. Do you want to hear what the ads were mostly about? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The ads were almost entirely... Um, trailers for various movies that are available through the streaming service Pure Flix, which I'm assuming oh. is Netflix, but with Jesus. <laughs> the, the, the first ad that I saw, and the only one that I wrote down, was for some kind of a movie called Discarded Things about, like, a, about a black woman who has a drug and alcohol abuse problem and hmm. then I'm assuming finds Jesus and then tries to bring Jesus into the life of a bunch of uh, I think the term they probably would use is troubled youth. Mm, interesting. I wonder if there is a white person in that movie who brings her to Christ. <laughs> there did seem to be a white man who is the pastor, but it looked like most of the cast was black people. Which is okay. like, I will take this. I, I I will take this as an extremely small token of good possibility. Mm-hmm. Listen, the bar is on the floor, but we've raised yes. it a little bit. <laughs> yes, the bar for them is one inch off the floor now. <laughs> but yeah, and I also should mention that I watched this at one point five times speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that would have been so smart. This movie was so long. This movie is almost two hours long. The movie is two hours long. And I was watching oh. it at 1.5 times speed, so I watched it in about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> see, so my, um, we'll get into the plot in a minute, but my, my, uh, I was also running late and knew that I had to finish this quickly. Uh, and so I think I, like, <laughs> there's, like, this first act that goes on forever. And I think I skipped mm-hmm. the last half of it because I was like, okay, I understand what's about to happen. Let's just skip Yeah, that. Yeah. The, the first act of this movie, which is, in a, which is 120 minutes long, <laughs> took about 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is, what movie is this? Where are the horses? Exactly. 
<laughs> very much to my surprise and I couldn't tell if I was excited or <laughs> like dreading the rest of the movie when I realized that not only is this a Christian horse girl movie it's a Christian dance girl movie too <laughs> oh see I was not aware of their of the Christian dance girl being a thing well uh, maybe not like I don't know if the Christian dance girl is a trope but like a movie about dancers who have to like compete for the finals and like oh no we gotta do like the timeline here is that you know regionals are at the end of the movie and we have to get this done before then that kind of thing i'm just having flashbacks to loser like me and i can't think about that <laughs> until i record with tanner tomorrow <laughs> Which literally tomorrow, literally for tomorrow's episode is when we are going to be talking about the episode called Regionals. (laughs) (laughs) In a terrifying synchronicity. (laughs) (sighs) But I can't think about that yet. So do you want to talk about this movie, Healed by Grace 2012, that we watched? (laughs) More than anything, Christina. Okay. So it starts off in media res. Not that we know it. (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it starts um the first opening scene is um the character is it is it goth with like a th or goth with an f the the spelling from the imdb page is g-a-u-f-f but for a while i did have it written down in my notes as goth g-o-f-f as in enemy darkness raven dementia way (laughs) It, they I, they mumble his name every time and I really couldn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Um I think I well, I don't know anyway. Anyway, so there's this character um Goth and he um is like the cranky stable hand um mm-hmm. who he works with the horses and he knows them better than anybody. He doesn't want anybody new coming along and spooking them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And it opens with him, he's cleaning a stall, and off screen the entire time, for some reason, is another character telling him that they have, like, offered uh, physical therapy to a girl, um, or equine uh, therapy? Equine therapy, yeah. To a girl. It's horse therapy. Horse therapy um, to a girl who's going to be coming to their like stable and like working with their horses for a while, and he's mm-hmm. real mad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very upset about the whole thing. He's like, "She thinks she could just come in here and touch a horse and be magically healed. <laughs> it's like a bad movie." That's literally a line literally. That, that he says. <laughs> and my note here was just, "Wealth." <laughs> I can't, it's, it really killed me that they acknowledged themselves like that. It's so early, literally before like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Sometimes there's some good writing and directing in, in this movie. <laughs> Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, monkeys and, and type And this is a very self-aware know. moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Monkeys and typewriters. <laughs> Law of large numbers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, um, the interesting thing about this scene that I couldn't stop thinking about is the fact that this character that is talking to Goff mm-hmm. is never on screen and is obviously 80 yard into the yes. scene. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. For what reason is that? I don't know. <laughs> that. See, I feel like if they wanted to take this Christian movie one step further, uh-huh. it could have been the voice of God speaking <laughs> to Goff and giving him this divine mission and telling him, like, look, look, Goff, my son, you're just going to have to go along with it. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been so good. Behold, I am sending you a ch- I am sending you a girl child to come for study and healing. <laughs> but no, they uh, couldn't do that because that'd be too sacrilegious for them. Yeah, yeah, maybe. No, it was just the dumb, hot physical therapist. <laughs> he, he was very much my type, especially when I was younger. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> And so, so at the so this is where we are. We're in the horse stables. We know that, um, you know, there's a girl in this movie who um, is uh, who got hurt somehow and needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to you know obviously the main character, but there are no horses around, and she seems fine. <laughs> and yes. it's like that for the next forty minutes. <laughs> yes, it it starts with this with this girl who has been styled to look like a teenager and we see her at her job before she has to she works at a restaurant and she's a waitress and then she has to leave for class and there's a yeah there's a whole thing about how oh you have to go give this guy his slice of cheesecake and then she like delivers it and he's like but where's the whipped cream and she's but it's, already but it's all, too late because she's already off. out of the parking lot in her car mm-hmm. and pretty much all of that was just to set up that she is chronically late and she's mm-hmm. never been to anywhere on time and seems yep. to have no way to cope with that that's her character flaw is she's late <laughs> yep then that's the only thing wrong with her yeah there's i i would like to know here that uh when she is going to class, she gets out of her car and then runs in carrying what is very clearly an Elmer's trifold display board, which is a very authentic student experience. Yeah. Yeah. I actually kind of liked um so all of the like places that they film in, like they don't have any sets. They mm-hmm. went and found real places and mm-hmm. um used those as their backdrops. I kind of liked that. Yeah. It was a lot more authentic. I think it was at the end in the end credits they do mention um I think that this whole movie was like shot in and around I feel like it was like Bloomington Indiana like Indiana or something like that it was all mm-hmm. shot in Indiana Yeah so that this makes is sense. you know a very authentically Midwest horse girl movie <laughs> It's a Midwest mm-hmm. Bible Belt horse girl movie <laughs> Yes yeah 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 Um, but yeah, the uh, the teenager whose name we've gotten at this point, it's Riley. Um, Riley but, Adams. Yeah, Riley Adams. But because this is a Christian horse girl movie, in her notes, I spelled her name as R-I-E-L-E-I-G-H <laughs> because I couldn't help myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely, like, if that's not how it's actually spelled, um, it's, it's not. spiritually spelled like that. Yes, it it, it is. <laughs> I only acknowledge um, Riley with two e with two e's in her name and two eyes. 
Um, anyway, so she arrives late to class where they're giving presentations about some science or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very vague. Um, and she is, uh, called up to present and she's, she puts up her board and everything and she's giving a presentation about how, um, different fossil layers or something align to the proposed timeline of, like, the Great Flood that Mm -hmm. Noah, about Noah Mm -hmm. and, like, in biblical times. Yep. And her her professor is already very clearly tired of her creationist presentation. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just she's just trying to give her good godly presentation and uh mm-hmm. this uh girl in like the third row or something is texting uh her friends and calls her Bible thumper. Mhm. Mhm. And then this- <laughs> her friend is like a, a cute Bible thumper. <laughs> Yeah, we have to. Est- <coughs> Excuse me. We have to establish that she is attractive as well as a creationist and smart. Mm-hmm. While Riley is giving the presentation, um, she has some voiceover where she says, "Yep, that's me, Riley Adams, <laughs> college sophomore, devoted daughter, dancer, chronically late." Oh my god, that's like and- I know. I knew eight people with that exact same. Um, <laughs> like Instagram like social bio. media bio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that was missing was like INTJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The and the whole point of her saying her first and last name is so that then we can understand that oh the the Starkey girl is Aaliyah Adams, spelled A L E A H. Um, who <laughs> Riley has known since kindergarten, and uh, and that Aaliyah hates Riley, um, and has hated her since they were in kindergarten, presumably because they share the last name, and sometimes kindergartners be like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everyone loves her creationist speech about the Great Flood, except for the professor. Yay! Time for the next scene. Yeah. Um, what is the next scene? <laughs> uh, the, oh, okay. Was this the point where you just kind of, like, fast-forwarded? No, no. I got through quite a bit of it, I think. I'm just, okay. I don't have a timeline in front of me at the events. Okay. No sweat. Um... The the next scene that we get to see is a uh, dance class because they're practicing oh, before yeah. the big audition for Dimitri Stone, <laughs> and <laughs> they they Riley Riley shows up late because of course she does, and the teachers all very like, if you want to dance, you have to want to dance. <laughs> and she's like, this is the last chance you get. If you want to be a professional dancer, you have to succeed now or you never will get the chance again. And I'm like, what the heck? Dancers this do be like so that, crazy. though. Yeah. It's, and it's an immense amount of pressure. It is. And once Riley shows up late, they have a, they do our group practice and they have a hip hop number. And like, I'm pretty sure they did have, like, actual trained hip-hop dancers for this scene, because they do a very convincing job. Yeah, it honestly, it doesn't look that bad, but I'm just like, why am I still watching them dance? It's like, it's like for the entire song. Like, I we watched the entire mm-hmm. dance number. Yes. And then once <laughs> Multiple it's done... Multiple times in a row. <laughs> yeah. 
And once once the group number is done, then it's time for okay, time for just the soloists. And then uh Riley gets to do her modern dance solo practice. And it's 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 I mean it's fine. You can tell that um oh gosh what's her name uh you can tell that natalie weiss probably does have like dance training Mm -hmm. because she does a good job um but i'd also like to note that even though like she's wearing dance gear (laughs) she is Mm -hmm. also wearing like calf length modesty leggings under her dance wear (laughs) because this (laughs) is a christian movie (laughs) i didn't even note that i forgot I just noticed, like, the lines across her legs, like, where the hem is, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, um, Riley's, Riley's, uh, solo piece is, um, it's very slow, kind of like, um, it's, it's, I don't know, kind of classical music playing behind it. Um, I thought it was kind of boring, but that's just, I don't really like that kind of dance. Mm-hmm. I get uh, that. And then... Yeah, Aaliyah is the second soloist, of course, mm-hmm. and she does a much, um, I think <laughs> if this movie didn't have so many rules for itself, it would have been a lot more, like, provocative, mm-hmm. I think. Very true. Mm-hmm. But they, like, they want to, <laughs> like, they couldn't slut shame her, um, like, because make her look to be the, yes. <laughs> you can't have sluts in this movie, it's for children. <laughs> Um, yes. But anyway, like, yeah, she's got, like, a much poppier song that's obviously uh, a little secular, and mm-hmm. uh, her movements are a lot jerkier and uh, more intense. Fun fact. At, uh, when watching this movie at 1.5 times speed, um, <laughs> Aaliyah's dance track sounds like Paint It Black but a MIDI version of a pop club remix. <laughs> um, hey, Emma, do you want me to pepper in song names as we get to them or do them all in a bunch at the end? Uh, no, we should talk about them as they go, I think. Okay. So credits notes are that Riley's uh, dance solo is literally just called Riley's Dance. Um, <laughs> the song, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Aaliyah's, but Aaliyah's uh, solo number is called Beige and Mauve, and then in parentheses, Aaliyah's Dance. <laughs> Interesting that they named that one. <laughs> yeah. And I think the, I think their team hip-hop number is called Reaper Gets Riled. That's kind of a cool name. I feel like it's supposed to be a knockoff of, like, Don't Fear the Reaper. Hmm, I like did not just, get that. just the title the title yeah, itself the, yeah <laughs> that's interesting they were like oh man that's such a cool name for a song and they didn't listen to the song or try to emulate it at all yeah anyway their 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 teacher calls them both over and says okay Aaliyah, you're good to go before the big audition tomorrow for dimitri stone but riley you need more work and Aaliyah is like But what if I suspiciously spill some water on the floor before I leave? Which means that when Mm -hmm. Riley does her dance, um, she slips on the wet on the wet spot and says, "Does something wrong to her hamstring?" 
Mm-hmm. And my note here is this movie is terribly lit and with terrible audio quality. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I thought at the exact same time. The yeah. studio has no good lighting at all. Everyone's so dark. I can't see anybody's faces. Oh, also, fun fact. In the uh, in the scene where the coach was telling everyone, like, okay, now you've got to listen up and be good before the for the performance. Mm-hmm. Um there was a part, and I'm going to see if I can find the screenshot that I took of it. Um, <laughs> in the camera shot, you like you can clearly see like the cameraman silhouetted in the mirror. Oh, I missed that. I just put it in the. I just put it in chat. You can see in between the heads of students. You can see the mic and like the camera lens. <laughs> That's what you get for. <laughs> Shining in a room full of mirrors. That's what you get for eight thousand dollars. <laughs> oh but, god. Yeah. So basically, they're like, just take care of yourself, and we'll see you at the audition, which is tomorrow morning at six a.m. This will come back in a scene. Yes. Um. But yeah. So basically, what that what that scene foreshadowed though is that um. Aaliyah is willing to hurt (laughs) um, Riley uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, that she might have hurt her hamstring more than she let on. Yeah. So the next scene is Riley having a very quick dinner with her dad. And we have to establish that her dad is also religious because he reminds her to pray before eating, where he says something along the lines of, thank you for sending Jesus, your son, to forgive us for our sins. Or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have a brief discussion of, oh, what have what Bible verses have you been reading recently? And Riley's like, love my enemies, including Aaliyah. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's a toughie. And I'm like, I don't want to be in Sunday school right now. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I've been praying for Aaliyah since I was like five years old. Very heavy handed. It is a very Christian uh, raised thing to do. Yes, it is. Basically, Riley's like, I'm going to go to bed early after reading Bible verses, which I didn't write down, but it was probably somewhere Probably somewhere in the New Testament, if I had to guess. Sure. Um, but she she sets her alarm and she goes to bed and then wakes up, of course, late the next morning because she set her alarm for 5.22 p.m. and not a.m. <laughs> Girl, it's at this point, I'm like, okay, if you are chronically late and you're late to everything, including your job, school, like, you don't have... Like, your dad doesn't know to wake you up or anything like that? Like, to ask a friend to call you in the morning at, like, 5.30 or something to make sure you're awake? Like, there are so many things you can do to not be late to things if it's such a problem. It Mm -hmm. infuriated Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Yeah. And the, the, the the whole time, like, when Riley... Riley gets woken up because her best friend Lily, who is also on the dance team, um, has and very much so fulfills the role of the tropic be- uh, black best friend. Yeah, it's not great. 
Um, but Lily calls Riley and he's like, where are you? The coach is freaking out. And then Riley's like, oh my, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And she has to rush to get ready and get there in time because the coach said, like, I don't know when you're performing, but just meet us there and hope that you're there in time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she is, and it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And see, I was really like, okay, is this the part where she gets into the car accident to get her horsedom? Oh, Yeah. And, yeah, really. It's like since she like pulled her hamstring, I've j- you're just waiting for her to get like g- grievously injured the entire <laughs> yes. time. Yeah, because like, look, we all know the writing on the wall, and <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just weird, and the it's just yeah. They she finally gets there, and Aaliyah snarks at her a whole bunch, and. Dimitri Stone walks in eventually, and my note here is he looks like Flula Borg. <laughs> this guy is <laughs> the worst actor in the whole movie. It's so funny. Oh my god. I See, can't even remember what he said, but... His acting wasn't so bad at 1.5 times speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It was, so, like, I don't know. It's just, like, who I, it, like who played this guy is my I... question. I don't know. I could look it up on IMDb real quick. I just feel like it has to be, like, the director's friend or the director himself or something like that because he is a real character. Dimitri Stone is not listed on the IMDb cast page. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I will keep my theory then that... (laughs) He's just some random friend of the director. Yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> entirely possible. He's he's really trying so hard to play into the um, like Simon Cowell trope, which they literally call out in the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about how like this is the Simon Cowell of dancing or something like that. Um, uh-huh. uh-huh. And it's, oh my god, it's like... Like, that's a fun character trope. Like, I mean, it's done so many times, but, like, this guy (laughs) was just so not a good actor. (laughs) Yeah. This is about the point where I was like, why are we still dancing? (laughs) I'm going to skip to the part that looks like she's in a hospital. No, that's valid. Uh, So I I can catch us up on then what... uh on what kind of happens through here. Mm-hmm. Basically, it, they do the... Every group does the... They all do their uh, group dance together, and then they do, like... They're like, oh, okay, remember, Riley, you have to relax and calm down, and Aaliyah, you have to focus on your performance. And when they do the solos and stuff, when they do their solos and stuff, the first... Mm-hmm like soloist um he only lets dimitri stone only lets the first soloist dance for like let's just call it maybe like a minute and a half in universe before he like sends her off the stage and everyone's like what just happened like did he already cut her and then riley goes out and does her solo and she's in a very like She's in a very modest, like, blue fairy princess dance costume. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and her co- and her coach uh whose name is Lexis, not Alexis, just Lexis. Uh <laughs> looks very proud of her. And I was over here I'm like, "Okay, is her hamstring going to snap in the middle of the performance or something?" Yeah. Um but that didn't happen, and instead uh Dimitri Stone cuts her off in the middle of the performance and uh has her leave and she cries as she leaves and stuff. And then uh, oh, it's time for us to go support Alexis. Or not Alexis. It's time for us to go support Aaliyah, who also was wearing modesty leggings under her dance costume. Um, <laughs> and uh, she does fine. Um, and Riley goes to tell Alexa, you know, like, oh, good job. Or, n- not Alexa. Riley goes to tell Aaliyah, like, you know, oh, you did a good job. Good for you. And stuff. And Aaliyah blows her off and the coach then says, Riley, you shouldn't be sad about scratching because you have Jesus. Oh, not God. not in so many words, but that's the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then they all get called back to the stage and they're like, okay, we're going to announce the top three soloist dancers. And there's only like eight of them on the stage. And, like, the, the top two people are going to be participating in the competition in Orlando, Florida. And then the third will be the alternate. So, of course, Ali gets to be the alternate. Mm-hmm. And the first solo dancer featured gets second place. And then Dimitri Stone is like, I am very sorry for cutting you short. We were running out of time, so everyone got to dance for less. But you're going to get to dance for your full time because, Riley, you won first place. Yay. Oh, yay, Riley. Yay, Riley. And everyone also kind of congratulates Aaliyah and stuff. But there's a very triumphant shot of Riley holding up her trophy and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, then it's time for a PSA by, <laughs> uh, by Mothers Against Distracted Driving. Because because uh, Riley is talking on the phone when she's driving home at night, after the tryouts, I'm assuming, and she's trying to hang up on a call to someone and pick up her dad as he was calling her, and then she gets hit by a car. Oh, wow. My note here is just, I guess Aaliyah's getting the spot. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a then we have a, like a like a time skip to a month afterward. Okay. And this is when we end up back in the hospital because it turns out that despite being in a head-on car collision, uh Riley only had like brain damage which has oh. affected her fine motor ability and uh coordination and she has like kind of a it's like a delayed speech pattern or something like that yeah it's not quite a stutter but it's also not quite like an aphasia yeah she'll just i have no idea how accurate it is to whatever actual condition they're trying to have riley have um but yeah she basically just speaks kind of slowly and repeats Mm -hmm. words sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah she has a hard time uh finding the specific words that she wants to use um Mm -hmm. She she has that that issue with like speaking slowly sometimes and stuff, um, and also she has uh, had severe loss of motor cord of like uh, like fine not fine motor skills but like dancing and stuff is hard for her, mm-hmm. and she had she has display or she will display also like a like a loss of memory of how to do certain basic tasks. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much the kind of a thing where her doctor, who looks like he might be a pediatrician, um, is like, this is the kind of thing that is only that that will heal the best if you just give yourself time and right. maybe you focus on other things instead of specifically only dance because Riley's like I have to dance I have to be able to dance in time for the big competition and he's <laughs> like but what if you try horse therapy because learning new skills will something about like it'll keep your brain busy from focusing on too much and it'll help right. your coordination and stuff come back. Yeah, basically just, like, if you, like, try and focus on dancing, you're going to get frustrated because you used to know how to do it and you can't. If you try something new, you'll build up those motor skills without, like, the mental block of getting frustrated. Yeah, t- taking an indirect approach rather than a direct approach. Yes. Uh, so she gets sent to this uh, farm. This is where I came back in, uh, was mm-hmm. when she was with the doctor. Uh, and so she gets sent to this, like, horse stable um, with uh-huh. her dad. And they get, like, a tour of the place. This is the next scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I had to rewind <laughs> and rewatch this one <laughs> bit in the background of the scene. I think it was about 40 minutes in. I'm going to see if I can find it and send you the timestamp. Because I Mm -hmm. think that they have a fake dog on wheels just kind of roll behind them. (laughs) And I have no idea why that would be the case at all. Okay, so it's at um, uh, 40-46. They're like by their car um, outside of the stable. So if you just look in the background... Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I did just see the, the dog. Like, it just looks like it's getting bumped by all of the, like, cracks in the road, and you can't really see its legs moving. I have no idea why it's <laughs> that is. I watched it, like, eight times, and I couldn't understand yeah. it. Oh, gosh. But yeah, <laughs> so they they show up at the stable and they get to meet they get to meet Goff, uh, who who lets them in and tells them like, okay, basically just stay out of anything that you aren't specifically allowed to do, and also you need to make sure that you're wearing good shoes, which is then a fun like, it's a fun <laughs> bit because when he says you have to make sure that you're wearing like closed toed riding boots at all times, and then there's like a pan and a cut down to wear. Uh, Riley and her dad are both wearing like business shoes and flip flops <laughs> and then it like it pans back up to them and they like shrug at Goff and he's like oh my god it's like well I guess I'll give you a pass this time and then yes. so, <laughs> it's basically the rules are like don't go upstairs don't go into the tackle room unless you have your own supplies and I know you don't have your own supplies which I don't know mm-hmm. what that means um, but, but he's saying, like, you're you're a newcomer. You don't have anything. You don't know these horses. <laughs> um, and the most important rule is don't go into any of the stables um, without supervision, and much less get on a horse without supervision. Mm-hmm. Which, um, like, I understand that. That's a liability <laughs> thing. Literally everything he says is just completely, like, normal. 
for mm-hmm. a stable like this, I'm sure. Like, I think those are probably the real rules that would happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he finishes with the tour or whatever. And mm-hmm. they go out and the dad is like, are you sure you want to do this? Because, like, we can find you another stable guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't think he even did anything. I mean, he's like, seems a little bit cranky, but I think he was just doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, my, my, anyway, her dad leaves on my next note here as, okay, where's her magical healing horse? <laughs> and then the answer is that she just has to walk over to the corral because there's the magical healing horse. Her name is Grace. She's it's big a, and she's black. Yes, she is a very. Okay, so th- this horse, here's a horse girl corner because uh, your girl <laughs> over here. On this end of the call was a horse girl growing up. Um, <laughs> this horse is a very large, uh, all-black Frisian horse with black mane and tail. Frisian specifically means that they're like the big, like draft horse kind of horses, um, and they have like the feathers on their feet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, my note here is that horse definitely isn't a mare. <laughs> Really, could you tell that so quickly? Yes. <laughs> I saw in the credits that they used uh, he, him pronouns for the horse. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Riley's standing there looking at the, looking like, like any of us would at this beautiful black horse. <laughs> like any of us would. <laughs> yes. And, the, and uh, the, the default cute Christian guy comes over. His name's Casey. And I'm going to be your therapist and also your boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, uh, really, really, really. You can tell that he's going to be like the love interest because he does look like just the stereotypical attractive Christian boy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He's he's very much so been styled. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Literally looks like every single guy in my youth group. Um, which probably explains why that was my type. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know who he reminded me of? Who? Maybe it's just because of the name association, but the actor playing Casey, uh, whose name is, uh, whose name is Tommy Beardmore, reminded me very much so of the Red Jungle Fury Ranger, whose name is Casey. <laughs> I've sent you a picture of what Casey looks like in Jungle Fury. Wow. Yeah, if his hair was yeah. just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look very... <laughs> at least they look similar enough that I was like, okay, Jungle Fury, man. Got it. <laughs> um, but anyway, Casey is also Casey is a physical therapist, and he's also a Christian, presumably, because he mentions church, and he's here to help yeah. Riley. Very, I was like, are we really, like, I know this movie's not that nuanced, but it seems like uh, a power dynamic weird Mm -hmm. bad thing to date your therapist. And also, she's a college sophomore, so we're assuming probably 20, and he is a fully trained and licensed physical therapist. Mm -hmm. He definitely looks like he could be, like, recently graduated, but it's still definitely a few years. Yes, we're we're talking at probably at least like a four to six year age gap. Yeah. Which is not as bad as it could be, but it's still not 
maybe the greatest. Yeah. It's also, like, there's the whole doctor-patient thing about, like, mm-hmm. don't do yeah, that. Honestly, yeah, I think that if it was, if there was no doctor-patient thing there, I don't think that that age gap would be super dramatic, mm-hmm. but because there is, um, and also yeah. because... I know people like Riley. I know how sheltered they are and mm-hmm. how much they do not understand about relationships, mm-hmm. especially romantic ones. Very, very, ooh, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah. And anyway, they both stand there for a while and Riley asks about the horse. The horse's name is Grace. Do you get it? <laughs> Healed by Grace. She, he- Healed by Grace, the horse. Yes. And <laughs> like Casey even sets out like, oh, Grace had an injury a while back and now she's just gotta <laughs> exercise to get back to her full potential. Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> and then later, maybe two or three more times, um, Riley goes up to Grace and is like, you know, like petting her face. And it's just like, she's like a dancer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Time for a writing lesson. A long, long writing lesson that we watch all of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Notably, she's not on time. Notably, she's not on Grace just yet. She's riding a horse named Dusty. Mm-hmm. And there is a funny moment here where it's like, well, it's her it's literally her first day, but she doesn't have riding boots. And she comments when she, like, mounts up because she's, you know, in boots and stuff. She's like, these boots feel funny. And he's like, well, uh, Casey's like, well, those are the only boots that we had. And then it cuts over to where they got the boots. Because Goff lent Riley his riding boots. And he's standing there in her flip-flops. Her her girly little flip-flops. And I love it. That was actually funny. It was a funny moment. I like Goth. It was kind of sweet too. It's like literally, yeah. I don't think Goth has done anything wrong, except he has some outdated views about um, mental illnesses and physical disabilities. Yeah, he uses the <laughs> c word, so like definite yeah. points off. But like, yeah, not so not a great guy. Um, but like, he's literally like I don't think he even seems that cranky in most of the scenes that he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, time time for horse riding. And she does like basic like walks around the indoor uh the indoor arena and stuff. My note here is where's her helmet? <laughs> Cause like I've only been horseback riding maybe a couple of times in the last fifteen years, but even I know that you have to wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah, she didn't really have much safety equipment. To be fair, there's aside from a helmet, there's really not a whole lot of safety equipment you have to wear when doing sure. horseback riding, aside from like mm-hmm. full length jeans and boots. And right. I don't know, maybe a jacket if you want a jacket, but importantly, a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe the actress didn't uh want to mess up her hair. I feel like they have a lot of sh- I think they worked really hard on her hair in like oh, every definitely. scene. Yeah. It's always in these perfect little ringlets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, when it's time for Riley to leave, uh, Casey kind of stands there and is like, wow, what a woman! Or, what a girl. 
what a woman, I guess. And Goff sees him kind of like standing there and being like, wow. And he gives Casey crap about it, which I found funny. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you better just focus on your work, son. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you better just focus on your work, Casey. All right. Mm-hmm. And Riley gets back and her dad is making beef stir fry and she says how can i help and he says would you like to make salad and she's like i don't know how to make salad and i'm blaming god for it (laughs) well uh, this scene infuriated me as well because um, yeah go for it he's like yeah go ahead and make you can make the salad she's like okay and she gets out all the ingredients and she just looks at him she's like i don't i don't know how and he's like well honey it's real easy you just make the salad and i'm like sir where the hell have you been <laughs> this yeah. is the whole entire point is that she has a brain injury <laughs> why are you doing why why would you say it like that i don't understand yeah in in his partial defense he does try to offer to help her by like guiding her through it but then she's like no i i want to do it but i don't know how to do it but i want to do it by myself without help yeah which that was that was all right. That was pretty realistic. I feel like just like that, like mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, war with yourself. Uh, yeah, sort of don't want to admit that you can't do things anymore. Yeah, and then she storms um, upstairs. Oh, sorry, go for it. No, yeah, she storms upstairs and uh, cries and uh, prays and asks God or asks uh, her dad when he comes back up, like, why did God want this to happen to me? And he's like, well, I guess God's just doing more than we can ever guess. And hey, at least you're not having to hang out with Aaliyah, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that that really helps uh, Riley very much. No. I keep feeling, like, maybe, I think maybe I'm projecting a little bit onto Riley, but I keep feeling like her dad is, like, an actual pastor. But I yeah. don't think he is. I think he's just a God-fearing man. He's a very God-fearing man. <laughs> um, we, we then have another scene about, like, oh, Riley, the next day it's like, oh, Riley gets to ride Grace under Casey's supervision. And Goff sees them doing this and he goes, oh, shucks. <laughs> he literally just, like, stares at them and they're like, what's he, what's his problem? <laughs> And Casey's like, well, he's a boomer and they just don't like change. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. And then, yeah, she just rides Grace for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they, Riley is like, tell me about Grace's backstory. And Casey says, well, my Uncle Bill owns Grace and Dusty and a dozen other horses that are here. And actually, my dad, or not my dad, my uncle just bought a whole bunch of horses because his daughter uh, loved horses when she was little. And now she just really likes to do dance. Actually, she has the same last name as you. Guess what? It's your rival, Aaliyah. (laughs) She's my cousin. And Aaliyah is like in the background and she's like, excuse me, what are you doing here? (laughs) <laughs> and Riley's like doing like the question marks above head dot gif <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's really really weird to me about this mm-hmm. movie is that they like they 
So I skipped part of it, so I actually wasn't even, like, fully aware of, like, things that they set up that didn't really have any payoff. But, like, I really thought that Aaliyah was going to be the reason that Riley needed to, like, do this at all. Like, she was the direct cause, but that's really not the case, is it? Like, (laughs) like, Aaliyah really had nothing to do with the fact that Riley needs physical therapy and stuff now. Yeah, I I was thinking, she, I thought she was going to be also much more of a direct antagonist, but she's not. No, it's really weird. And there's even, like, a point where she, like, eh, well, maybe we shouldn't skip this far ahead, but, like, she even talks about, like, feeling guilty and, like, like you what, do you, you think I did this? And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, it would have been, I just don't know why they didn't take the initiative to, like, have Riley learn a lesson and Aaliyah learn a lesson at the same time, you know, about well, like forgiving yourself or whatever. Maybe you can tell David Matthew Wees that he can he can revise it for <laughs> Heal by Grace three. <laughs> um, the the whole scene is basically just like, oh hey, her dad gets to show up and see that she's interested in Casey, and then she's like, God, God works in mysterious ways, right, Dad? And he's like, hmm. <laughs> he's like that's not a therapist that's a boy <laughs> that's a guy <laughs> yeah oof yeah. just to set up the fact that Riley uh, or that her dad does not like approve of her having a boyfriend or a dating or anything like that mm-hmm. it's like it's like of kind his- of a jokey <laughs> dad thing but yeah and then we have two quick scenes where uh, where Goff and Uncle Bill uh, discuss the liability of her writing Grace. And Casey's like, but I'll be with her the entire time. And they're like, well, as long as she's careful. And the doctor then tells Riley's dad that, you know, Riley probably isn't ever going to be able to dance as well as she did before the accident. And she needs to be eased into that, like into mm-hmm. the knowledge of that. And I'm like, freaking yikes. <laughs> Yeah, well, even before that, like, in the doctor's office, um, uh, you know, he's saying, like, hey, you know, this is good, like, good recovery, you're, you're doing well, I'm proud of you, and she's like, am I able to go dance with the team again? And he's like, well, that's up to your coach, but I don't see why not, and she's excited, and she runs off to go tell them, and then she, then the doctor tells her dad, like, she's not gonna be able to dance again, (laughs) get her busy with the horses, because, uh, she's not gonna be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand, um, <laughs> like, why why get her hopes up like that? I don't understand. Because she's still seeing a pediatrician? <laughs> I guess so. Oh, she's obviously also, like, not capable of dancing yet. Because yeah. there's a scene later where she's re- very much yeah, struggling it's, it's for, like, in, anything. That's, that's in literally, like, one minute do you want to just talk about that in a sec yes yeah okay but basically then we just have to have a quick scene where riley is uh riley gets back to the stable and then she's like i'm gonna go hang out with grace in her stall with that supervision and golf is like oh yeah how dare you and she's like it was literally just this one time and i forgot because i have a brain injury <laughs> and he's like oh, and casey says up shows up and she's like, Casey, my doctor cleared me to dance. And Aaliyah appears to just quote like, yeah, no you're not. And then 
uh, Riley, Riley leaves because she's sad and Aaliyah and Casey spat about Aaliyah being an egotist. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she gets to go to the dance studio. Yeah, uh, she gets to the dance studio. Um, nobody else is really around. Uh, I think she just wanted this the studio space to practice in. Um, I I think it's probably she wanted to like prove to herself, prove to the coach and the rest of the team that like that she can dance and she should and they should let her. Um, but she her you know movements are very jerky. Like she obviously has a really hard time with the coordination and doesn't really remember mm-hmm. the moves very well. Um, mm-hmm. and ends mm-hmm. up very frustrated and sad and uh, uh, like curled up on the floor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. poor thing she literally cries why are you doing this in like skyward in a prayer to god i'm assuming yeah yeah did you mention uh that uh lily and Aaliyah were there and watching on the cctv <laughs> no i did not but yeah, yeah they were important too. okay so during all of this then um Aaliyah and lily are watching uh riley kind of continually try to dance on a cctv that feeds into the empty studio that she's using and they just they just feel really bad um because she's she just keeps failing at doing this thing that she cares about a lot and when she leaves um when she like leaves the studio uh riley is like hey Aaliyah, you should give her a ride home and Aaliyah's like why are you volunteering me to do this and lily's (laughs) like well i don't have my license yet (laughs) <laughs> and Aaliyah is like, okay, but only because I feel guilty. And then she drives Riley home. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Emma? No, uh, well, just to expand on that. Like, it's very odd to me that Riley feels, or not Riley, that Aaliyah feels guilty. Like, the no part like if if it was something like oh like her her leg gave out and then this thing happens like. I don't know. It's it would have been so easy to do that, but they just did she, not. I I think the issue here is that maybe she doesn't feel guilt. Instead, she's feeling empathy. Mm. Yeah. Or sympathy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a terrible thing. I can't even imagine like you know the best girl in your dance troupe who used to win all of the awards and got all the solos and stuff like watching her struggle to do that now and just being like completely mm-hmm. back at square one like I, I, yeah i'd feel terrible too <laughs> yeah yeah the 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 next scenes are just like oh riley gets home and gets mad and then just like throws every dance related object that we've seen so far around her bedroom and her dad plays and is set to a montage of of a song called you gotta let go or what was it what was it called yeah it's literally just called gotta let go um Mm -hmm. and then she like watches her dance performance and cries and then the next day she shows back up at the dance studio and basically just says yeah i understand i got cut and i just wanted to tell alia good luck and her coach says here's my phone number call me if you need literally anything uh, I love this coach actually. She's <laughs> she's a good character. <laughs> she is a good character. And also when she was like, Riley, here's my phone number, call me if you need literally anything, my note here was, are she and the dad gonna get together? 
Because we don't see Riley's mom at all. No, we don't. And they really don't mention that as, like, being some kind of, like, point of trauma or anything either. But her dad is also extremely old, and uh, Lexus is not. (laughs) No, Lexus, to me, they were reading about the same age. Like Really? Maybe, maybe maybe that her dad was older than Lexus, but to me it was like maybe Lexus seemed like mid to late thirties, and Riley's dad was maybe like forties. I guess so. I could see that. I mean, no, I don't think it would have been like a a bad pairing necessarily. Mm-hmm. I just I remember being there one shot of uh, Riley's dad, and I was like, oh my god, this guy is like a hundred years old. <laughs> but yeah the while she's at the studio Riley takes the opportunity to tell Aaliyah like hey go look at the dance competition do well win for me okay Mm -hmm. anyway back to the stables (laughs) I don't remember this next scene (laughs) it's basically just like Goff reiterating, like, you have to be careful around horses that you don't own and are liable for. And Riley and Casey are like, what if, or Casey's like, Riley, what if we put you in, like, an actual horse show? So then we have a montage um, of specifically Goff, like, helping to train Riley for, like, horse competitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or dressage competitions, I guess. And yeah. we we see Aaliyah, like, pop in and out every now and then. And it's all overlaid with some kind of a song about Jesus. All of these songs are written for the movie, by the way. Yes. Written for the movie by the Omni guy, David Matthew Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> and sung by that guy's daughter. Natalie Weiss. The star mm-hmm. of the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Like, the interesting thing is, like, at the end of the montage, um, Aaliyah overhears Goff getting in trouble for Riley riding a horse that she doesn't own, and that'll come back later. But the next thing yes. is that um, uh, Casey calls Riley and says, oh hey, God. do you want to, can I kind of talk to you later tonight? Can I pick you up at seven? And she's like, oh my God, it's a, you're not, oh my God, excuse me. She's like, oh my gosh, it's a date. (laughs) It's, well, Casey is ridiculous in this scene because he literally says, hey, uh, can I, can we get together and talk about us? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I mean, of course. And she freaks out um, because she's never been on a date before. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, she goes upstairs and uh, her dad's like, hmm, interesting that she went upstairs and then you can hear... In this very extended shot, just on uh, Riley's dad, um, we hear, like, a bunch of, like, clattering, like, upstairs and, like, intermittent screaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not a scream, it's a squee. <laughs> it is a squee, but the it happens, like, four or five times. Like, it's just the same, like, you know, mm-hmm. she's obviously, like, opening and closing drawers and stuff and squeeing. And if it happens so much, I'm like, is she actually... Like, hurt or something. <laughs> so her dad comes up. And um, she's like, okay, don't freak out. I'm going on a date. And he says, great. And then goes back downstairs. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, when when she says don't freak out, he says, I think you're freaking out enough for both of us. Yes. <laughs> I'm going on a date. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then she calls um Lexus with, yes. for this emergency, which is what I do not think <laughs> Lexus meant for it to be used for, but she's a very good sport. And mm-hmm. um She's like, Lexus, I need your help. I'm going on a date. And so Lexus comes over with her makeup kit and a nice dress and, you know, like a curling iron and stuff. And they spend a whole montage. Another montage, very quickly. Uh This Um, montage, which is set to a song called Going on a Date. The song is called Going on a Date, and it's literally just like, Thank you, Jesus, I'm finally going on a date. (laughs) And I'm like, That's a mood. Oh my god, I know, I can't, that would have been such a banger in middle school. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I, do you have any of the lyrics? I don't think, I'm sure you couldn't Google I, them. I don't, but I can Google them. I wonder if it's on Spotify. I can't, I cannot imagine. Um. Anyway, do you want to talk about kind of um how the hair and makeup goes when Casey gets there? Yeah, so basically, um, the, like, final reveal, um, for how Riley looks is, um, very fancy. Uh, she's got, it looks like she's going to prom, basically. She, her her hair is, like, up and, um, all curled and, like, she might as well be wearing, like, a tiara. And then she's wearing this, um, fairly modest, uh, black dress, uh, black sleeveless dress, Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was very risque. Um, more so than I imagined from this movie. Yeah, it's it's very much so a strapless, like, little black dress. Which, to be fair, what did she think she was going to get when she asked a dance coach to do her hair, makeup, and dress? (laughs) She got, like, a competition (laughs) dress. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I guess they only had a couple hours. Um... To, to 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 figure it out. But anyway, so she's like super, super dolled up. And um uh her dad doesn't have a problem with it, uh, which was also surprising to me. Um He's like, Oh and, okay. Like I I don't know like why establish him having such like an issue with him with her like being like having a crush on Casey. And then not do anything with it when he has the chance, anyway. Um, Casey gets there, and- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, sadly, there do not seem to be lyrics for it anywhere on the internet. Although, the soundtrack is available through SoundCloud and Amazon Music. (laughs) (laughs) Good, 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 good. Um, it's, It's definitely worth listening to, even if you can only get, like, a little clip of it. Um, it's literally just, like- I don't know. Like, I finally waited this long and God's finally bringing me on a date. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is, like, so sad because you know that this isn't actually a date. Yeah. Like, like Casey just called. um, Anyway, one second. I'll backtrack a second. So anyway, she answers the door for Casey and he's wearing a t-shirt and jeans. (laughs) And she stands there and she's like, oh my God, I'm so overdressed. And he's mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, I think you look great. And she's like, no, one second. And she goes back and, and puts something on that's a little bit more casual. Um, uh, and they go to a restaurant. 
yeah. uh, to have this conversation. <laughs> yes, they they go to a restaurant and it ends up just being literally pizza. <laughs> and basically what he wants to tell or what he wanted to tell Riley was you can't ride Grace anymore because liability and mm-hmm. also um I might be I might be leaving to go uh to go take a job in Arizona because this company's been really trying to recruit me and if the and if equine therapy doesn't work out that I will have to take this other job and she's like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse? <laughs> I think she literally says, am I just a stepping stone in your career path? Uh, well, like, you are just a client to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are just a client. No, um, it's, a, anyway, it's a Christian it's... movie. We can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's pretty pretty tragic. Another setback for Riley. Another bad thing to happen to her. Mm-hmm. She she says, "Casey, take me home." Because here's here's a good moment of continuity. Riley doesn't drive anywhere by herself after the accident. She's always sure. being taken places, which is understandable as someone who mm-hmm. probably doesn't have the like the skills to drive yet. But mm-hmm. also, maybe she still has some PTSD from being, you know, in a head-on car collision. <laughs> I yeah, I would, I wouldn't want to drive. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Anyway, so she's she's upset, um, and the stable is working on, you know, like covering not covering this up, but like just trying to figure out how to, like, can they continue doing equine therapy, uh, and be like protected under the law or is it too dangerous for them to keep doing that Mm -hmm. yeah and then like after that we get like a quick shot of riley trying to be back at her at her old workplace at the cafe and then she's like Mm -hmm. i don't remember how to take down orders and her boss is like it's okay give me a hug it's fine (laughs) yeah everyone's very kind to riley which you know, makes sense, but it is, mm-hmm. it is, it is sad to see her, you know, somebody like that struggle. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And then Uncle Bill shows up at the stable with paperwork for Casey, and then he leaves to go over to Riley's house, and he knocks on the door, and her dad's like, I don't know if Riley wants to see you right now, and she shows up as Zelda like, Casey! <laughs> And um yeah, go ahead. Oh, go for it. Um, so uh Casey's got this paperwork for uh Riley. Um mm-hmm. and she's like, What's up? And he's like, Well, and then before he can really say anything, Aaliyah shows up behind him. Mm-hmm. And she um is like, you know what, Riley, I've got some things I wanna say to you. And Casey's like, Don't don't do that. And he, she's like, No, I gotta say this. And she just says, Riley, I hate you because you're perfect and you're better than me. And -hmm. I can never find anything to criticize about you um, because you're so nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And your but your problem is that you don't under you think you understand everything that's going on, but you don't. Um, And we get this kind of like flashback or something Mm -hmm. um, of. Aaliyah going up to her dad, who's, like, working with the lawyer guy, and is like, 
you said that she can't ride any of our horses without it being a liability. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, what if Grace wasn't our horse? And the lawyer guy's like, well, that would work. And so Aaliyah um, basically had like signed away uh, Grace to Riley. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So Riley can have her own horse and it doesn't uh, bother the liability and she can still do the equine therapy mm-hmm. and horse riding in general uh, mm-hmm. on Grace at the stable. Yeah. And Aaliyah even flat out says, like, like, I gave you, like, I'm giving you Grace because you deserve her. Now go do something with her instead of me, who literally just got horses given to me because I liked horses when I was little, even though now I don't especially care. Or even though now I'm not especially involved in horses. <laughs> right. And what What did you think of this whole scene? Um, I thought it was, <laughs> like, a little bit out of left field. Like, I didn't really do almost anything to expand on Aaliyah's character or show that she's, like growing at all throughout the movie except mm-hmm. just to kind of place her in the background of scenes watching what Riley's doing mm-hmm. um and there's just like like I understand what she was saying in the fact that it's like oh Riley thinks that she understands everything but she doesn't like Riley like the, us as the audience have no reason to believe that what Riley thinks isn't true um, like, I feel like they could have, like, set that up a little bit better by, I don't know, putting yeah. her in some other position where she was wrong about something or th- it was some kind of misconception about what she thought versus mm-hmm. what reality was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, I, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> she had to get that horse somehow. Those plot uh-huh. had to be resolved at some point. Yeah. Now, see, I, I, I feel like with that scene, that I, I feel like it was forced because it's very much so set up as a, I've been envious of you because you're so perfect and you get everything handed to you on a silver platter because you have the love of God within you or something like that, and I would have mm-hmm. really loved for it to have been like, I know that this is asking a lot of David Michael Lee's, um. But I would have really loved for it to, like, I don't know, kind of show, like, just how much hard work that Aaliyah puts into her passion for dancing. As opposed yeah. to Riley, who just kind of, like, shows up 30 minutes late to everything and then still automatically gets first try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really think that, like, it would have done a lot to, like, expand on their relationship but they spent so much time in the dance studio, and I really don't feel like I understood their dynamic at all. Like, I feel like we could have had a whole... Like, if they want to spend 40 minutes of the movie um, mm-hmm. doing backstory stuff, why not go back further and just show us... Like, show us Aaliyah and Riley's entire life, you know? Yeah. But we can't have that because there has to be a horse and a love interest in this movie as well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I find Riley kind of meh as a character in general. Um, Valid. So, to see her, like, I don't know. It just, 
didn't super click with me with um, Aaliyah being like, I hate that you just get everything that you want and things just work out for you. So let me do this thing that makes stuff just work out for you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it was I a nice that. thing to do, but it was just like, oh, wow, cool. So Riley doesn't really have to learn any sort of lesson here because things just happened and were good for her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get to go straight into another training montage. Because <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of, oh, Riley does various horse things and, like, dressage practice on Grace, and Aaliyah is over there, but now she's happy to see Riley uh, taking care of Grace. And Casey and Riley have a lot of, like, cute almost kisses and, like, hand-holding mm-hmm. and thing. And then Casey tells Riley that she's beautiful. And I, I liked it because then she initiated their first kiss. That's nice. You do yeah. have to see that. Yeah, it's nice. Really, and it was, it's a cute relationship. It is. But since they kissed once on screen, now they can't kiss until after they're married. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's time for the big competition. And... Casey's like, I think that, I think that, I think that Goff should coach you because it, you've already, you've helped him come out of his shell a lot and show him that new things can be good. And she's like, okay, well, I guess that's fine. (laughs) Again, a lot of the writing just kind of telling us things and not showing us things. Yeah. I feel like they tell us like, oh, Riley and Aaliyah don't like each other uh, because of like a beef or whatever, or like... Uh, they just tell us that Goff is a grumpy man, but they don't really show that at all. Yeah. And then there's a, and then there's finally a montage of the dressage competition, and this one is set to mm-hmm. a song called "It's a Wonderful Life," and mm-hmm. it's it's basically just like oh we don't actually get to see like any of the competition part. It's just a lot of like we're checking in and we're showing everyone around the around the corral and stuff getting ready and hey look Aaliyah's here and she's friendly now and she's dressing in light <laughs> colors and she's filming the performance and stuff and then over voiceover Riley says you know I failed and I didn't win the competition but at least I had a good time and I did it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we have a we have like two wrap-up scenes Yes, uh, the first one is where Aaliyah comes to um, Riley's house, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, so basically, um, uh, like I said, Aaliyah shows up at um, Riley's house and Riley's like, oh my god, Aaliyah, it's so good to see you. Like, obviously this is in the future, they've become closer friends mm-hmm. uh, since uh, the the competition and everything, and yeah. Aaliyah... Um, kind of sideways steps into her house with her hands behind her back and is like, guess what? And shows uh, the big dance trophy um, to Riley. And Riley's like, oh my God, you did it. I knew you could. I'm so proud of you. And she's like, yeah, I know. But, you know, I really couldn't have done this without you. You know, if anybody really deserves this trophy, it's you. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Please do not give Riley this trophy. I will throw my laptop. And then they didn't. And then they didn't. They actually... (laughs) It almost made me mad how much they, like, knew what I thought was about to happen and uh, swerved on me. It's like, 
there's like a there's a there's a pause after Aaliyah says like no one deserves this trophy more than like you deserve the trophy too and then there's a pause and, and Riley's like are 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 you gonna try to give me the trophy and Leah's like no I don't like you that much <laughs> I just wanted to come here and show you the trophy and and thank you for letting me compete in your place bye. <laughs> Yeah, which I, it was better than what I thought initially was going to happen, um, <laughs> and I thought it was kind of kind of funny, honestly, um, yeah. just because it played so well into what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're they're friends now, and that's great. Um, and then the other kind of like epilogue scene is um, Riley and Casey um, teaching like classes or something at mm-hmm. the stable. Yeah. Teaching is, a bunch of kids how to deal with horses and stuff. Yeah, it says this is four years later. Um, so by this point, they've already gotten married and they already have a daughter. Who is, <laughs> I couldn't believe who is it. Like I was like, six this months baby? old or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither of them look really any older. Um, See, I thought that, I thought that, I thought that Riley and Aaliyah both looked older because they both were now kind of styled mm. to match what were probably their real world ages. Yeah, right, right. And Riley has kind of, in like the four years later post baby, she has kind of like the re Drummond, like the pioneer woman vibe, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. What, whatever her title is in the Food Network. Mm hmm. But yeah, yeah, they're running horse ministry now. <laughs> well, like, I think, who was holding their baby? Someone else was holding their baby. That was Aaliyah. I, was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Aaliyah's holding their baby, and I was like, I don't know what that baby is. And then um, Riley's holding the baby and, like, standing close to Casey, and they're, like, you know, giving each other little smooches. And I'm like, is this their baby? What in the world is happening? What time? So how far of a time skip is this? Because like, as far as I know, it was like a year and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it no, it's four years later. Got it. So yeah, and uh, basically, then we just kind of get it played out as there as Riley's like, I just do my best to pay it forward now. And there's a song over. <laughs> That then leads into the credits and stuff. Uh, yep. And that was Saved by Grace. The movie. Healed by Grace. Healed by Grace. 2012. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Before we do, like, final thoughts, would you like to hear the rest of the songs that we didn't talk about? Yes, I would. Okay. So, again, these songs were all composed by David Matthew Wees. The Omni Guy. And the ones that we didn't discuss are titled um, Dwenger Spastoid, Hip Hop Backdrop, Gravitas and Cool, which is Dimitri Stone's theme. <laughs> that one's stupid. <laughs> a song called Try, a song called What Is God Doing, a song called Close Enough. It's a Wonderful Life, but not that one. The parenthesis, the, the but not that one part is my own commentary. Um, the aforementioned song Going on a Date, 
praying for rain and beat the turn around. <laughs> yes, because percussion love to hear. Upside down <laughs> turn. <laughs> yeah, but I so I didn't really realize that all the music was composed for this movie until um the going on a date song came up. So I was like there's no way that this, there's a song like this that doesn't mm-hmm. this fits too well. Yeah. And then watching the credits I was like, "Oh, okay. Yep, composed by mm-hmm. and performed. Got it. Okay." Did All you see the, the Did you see the sec, like one of the last notes in the credits? No, wait, what was it? Shamelessly self-congratulatory credits by David Matthew Weiss. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes way. I will send the screenshot to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most insane thing I've ever seen in a credits. The entire credits are a shameless self-congratulatory thing. <laughs> yes. Be- mostly because oh in the credits, you know, it's like, oh, producer, David Matthew Weiss. Director, David <laughs> Matthew Weiss. <laughs> like, writer, oh, David Matthew Weiss and Natalie Weiss. <laughs> just in case you weren't aware that this guy is happy and proud of what he did. <laughs> He'll tell you. He'll tell you. And then the credits end with the dedication of this film was dedicated to Gerard, who played Grace, and passed away shortly after filming the movie. He was an exceptional yeah. horse. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, oh no. Oh. Gerard. Yeah. Okay. Um, final thoughts, Emma? Final thoughts? I think that if you um, are kind of familiar with this genre, it'll be a good bad movie to watch mm-hmm. um but it is extremely slow and um yeah. if you know just know that she she gets in a car accident uh and you could just kind of skip the first 40 minutes of the movie because it doesn't mm-hmm. matter <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i don't know i had fun watching it but i don't know it, it certainly wasn't good and i don't think it wasn't laugh out loud hysterical bad mm-hmm. those are my final thoughts yeah what about you christina you know i think this was an okay movie mm-hmm. i think that healed by grace 2012 did exactly what the omni guy david matthew weiss set out to do i, I think that this movie accomplished exactly the things that they wanted to accomplish with it and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there were some moments that made me chuckle. There, I, I wouldn't say, like, the only thing that really made me, like, the only thing that barely made me, like, laugh out r- loud uproariously was seeing the shamelessly self-congratulatory credits at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but you know what, like, it's it's not a bad movie. I think I would echo the same sentiments that you had like if you if this is a genre that you're familiar with and you kind of just like want something to laugh at and you're willing to sit there 
for two for two full god-given hours <laughs> like yeah just go ahead and put it on yeah uh <laughs> now what what did you think about how faith-filled this movie was did you feel god in this horse stable tonight <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly, as far as these movies go, some of them are very, very bad, and I don't mm-hmm. like the way that they portray faith, and I don't like the way um, that they, like, interpret scripture in them. This one, I don't really have a problem with. It's, like, honestly, like, the relationship between, like, um, a religious daughter and her religious father was pretty accurate. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, if you want to pretend to live in a world where every person you meet at every horse stable is a Christian, then, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. I, like, you know, if, if I don't think that this is our listener base, uh, very much, <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if you were a parent who was concerned about, uh, what your kid watches, this is harmless fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. How about you? I think I I think my my opinion about this is that to me this feels like a very surface level faith kind of movie. Mhm. Like the most of the faith and religious acts, aspects were in, you know, in trying to show how good capital G good various characters but mostly riley are Mm -hmm. and in you know and that's related to by how much they quote scripture sometimes (laughs) Mm -hmm. they definitely could have maybe done more to play up like the faith and religious aspect and stuff but i Mm -hmm. so i i think if i had to give this a letter grade i'd give it probably like a like a b b minus something like that sure because they did make an effort and there was, uh-huh. like, some, I'm not going to say, like, the presence of God, but they did feature God as in, in the movie. <laughs> sure. They definitely could have done a lot more with it, though. Yeah. I, what really is kind of, like, heartbreaking to me is that I think that there's a really interesting movie in here about, like, um, a religious person's like psyche as they're going through like a huge traumatic trauma. thing. Yeah, like I think that that's relatable to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I think that that could be really really interesting. But there's something yeah. about Christian movies and Christian directors that just is not very good. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to be the last like capital D deep thought that I have about this. But I wonder if maybe it's that. For people who are very devotedly religious, they don't necessarily make things that are that are very like significantly religious because to them it's already present in everything they do, and then they don't try mm-hmm. to emphasize it to listeners or viewers yeah. who do not have the same experiences and awarenesses that they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah, like a more, well, it's probably, it's definitely not my place to talk about uh, what kind of Christian David, David Matthew Weiss is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is really mature um, to 
feel like you don't need to be that upfront and like on the nose about your faith and just let it shine through your the work that you're passionate about you know yeah but yeah i mean i guess that's it i guess it's all the thoughts that i had about this (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's all i got too (laughs) nifty 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 faithful is a part of the corner podcast network we can be heard on apple podcasts uh google podcasts stitcher acast and other places where podcasts are found our theme song, Start Up Something Beautiful, courtesy of Katza. We can be reached through email at faithful2lspod at gmail.com or through our Twitter at faithful2lspods with an S. Uh, and notably, since we, uh, since we took our break, uh, we now have a Discord. So if any of you oh, are yeah. interested in uh, being on the Discord, where currently it's um, it's for the Corner Podcast Network, so that includes um, the other shows, uh, The Home of Wayward OCs, Loser Like Me, and Not If I Reboot You First. So we do uh, have other shows that are present on there, but if you're interested, uh, I believe there is a there's an invitation to the Discord server uh, that should be on the Twitter, and if not, then it's on one of the other show's Twitters. Um and also, since we are a podcast, it's always very helpful if you can rate and review us on your listening platform of choice and uh, maybe recommend us to a friend or two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. You know, it'll be a little while until our you know next recording on our next episode. So if you want mm-hmm. to talk about um, another bad Christian movie that you watched or if you want to like recommend we watch something, uh, any sort of stuff. Uh, you want to talk to us about uh go ahead and send us an email and we'll probably read it on the next show yeah and if you think that we should uh cover healed by faith too let us know is that real it's real <gasps> oh no wait and it's called healed by faith or healed by, by faith too oh god okay maybe i <laughs> i'm interested <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh goodness well uh until we see you guys next time Keep the faith! Oh my gosh, Emma, guess when this mm-hmm. movie was released? When? April 20th of 2012. Oh, nice. (laughs) Blaze it.